Hare Krishna, my dear devotees. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the Haven. That's in Hive, Kent, Southeast England. Just a stone's throw from the English Channel. Nice location, being made even nicer by vibrating the transcendental Shabda Brahman of the Bhaktivedanta purports and translation to the Srimad Bhagavan, Srimad Bhagavatam. Okay, we'll start right off with the late tonight. Srimad Bhagavatam Mahima Stotram from Sri Krishna Lila Stava by Srila Sanatana Goswami glorifies the Srimad Bhagavatam so beautifully. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satphala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drik Prada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures singular fruit of all the Vedas rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kali Dvandoditaditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees <clears throat> O Master Srimad Bhagavatam You are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali You are the exact image of Sri Krishna Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who is supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana Manistadagamad Bhagya Mad Ananda Namostute my only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin adini chuchatakara hanamun chukadachin mam premna ritkanta yokspura O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please, never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Okay, we've reached chapter 27 of the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, Understanding Material Nature. Kapila Dev continues to explain the cosmic manifestation. And the principles of pure devotional service. For his income... A devotee should be satisfied with what he earns without great difficulty. 
He should not eat more than what is necessary. He should live in a secluded place and always be thoughtful, peaceful, friendly, compassionate, and self-realized. Purport. <clears throat> Everyone who has accepted a material body must maintain the necessities of the body by acting or earning some livelihood. A devotee should only work for such income as is absolutely necessary. He should be satisfied always with such income and should not endeavor to earn more and more simply to accumulate the unnecessary. A person in the conditioned state who has no money is always found working very hard to earn some with the object of lording it over material nature. Kapiladeva instructs that we should not endeavor hard for things which may come automatically without extraneous labor. The exact word used in this connection, yadrichchaya, means that every living entity has a predestined happiness and distress in his present body. This is called the law of karma. It is not possible that simply by endeavors to accumulate more money, a person will be able to do so. Otherwise, almost everyone would be on the same level of wealth. In reality, everyone is earning and acquiring according to his predestined karma. According to the Bhagavatam conclusion, we are sometimes faced with dangerous or miserable conditions without endeavoring for them. And similarly, we may have prosperous conditions without endeavoring for them. We are advised to let these things come as predestined. We should engage our valuable time in prosecuting Krishna consciousness. In other words, one should be satisfied by his natural condition. If by the predestination one is put into a certain condition of life which is not very prosperous in comparison to, others, to another's position, one should not be disturbed. He should simply try to utilize his valuable time to advance in Christian consciousness. Advancement in Christian consciousness does not depend on any material, prosperous or distressed condition. It is free from the conditions imposed by material life. A very poor man can execute Krishna consciousness as effectively as a very rich man. One should therefore be very satisfied with his position as offered by the Lord. Another word here is mitabuk. This means that one should eat only as much as necessary to maintain the body and soul together. One should not be gluttonous to satisfy the tongue. Grains, fruits, milk and similar foods are allotted for human consumption. One should not be excessively eager to satisfy the tongue in each that which is not meant for humanity. Particularly, a devotee should eat only prasad or food which is offered to the Personality of Godhead. His position is to accept the remnants of those foodstuffs, innocent foods like grains, vegetables, fruits, flowers, and milk preparations are offered to the Lord, and therefore there is no scope 
for offering foods which are in the, in the modes of passion and ignorance. A devotee should not be greedy. It is also recommended that the devotee should be muni or thoughtful. He should always think of Krishna and how to render better service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That should be his only anxiety. As a materialist is always thoughtful about improving his material condition, a devotee's thoughts should, be, should, be, should always be engaged in improving his condition in Krishna consciousness. Therefore, he should be a muni. The next item recommended is that a devotee should live in a, in a secluded place. Generally, a common man is interested in pounds, shillings, and pence, or materialistic advancement in life, which is unnecessary for a devotee. A devotee should select a place of residence where everyone is interested in devotional service. Generally, therefore, a devotee goes to a sacred place of pilgrimage where devotees live. It is recommended that he lives in a place where there is no large number of ordinary men. It is very important to live in a secluded place. Vibhikta Sharana The next item is Shanta, or peacefulness. The devotee should not be agitated. He should be satisfied with his natural income, eat only as much as he needs to, to keep his health, live in a secluded place, and always remain peaceful. Peace of mind is necessary for prosecuting Krishna consciousness. The next item is Maitra, friendliness. <clears throat> a devotee should be friendly to everyone, but his intimate friendship should be with devotees only. With others, he should be official. He may say, yes, sir, what you say is all right, but he is not intimate with them. A devotee should, however, have compassion for persons who are innocent, who are neither atheistic nor very much advanced in spiritual realization. A devotee should be compassionate towards them and instruct them as far as possible in making advancement in Krishna consciousness. A devotee should always remain atmavan or situated in his spiritual position he should not he should not forget that his main concern is to make advancement in spiritual consciousness or krishna consciousness and he should not ignorantly identify himself with the body or the mind atma means the body or the mind but here the word atmavan especially means that one should be self-possessed he should always remain in the pure consciousness that he is spirit soul and not the material body or the mind. That will make him progress confidently in Krishna consciousness. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. What a nice purport. How to be a devotee. Text 9. <clears throat> One seeing power should be increased through knowledge of spirit and matter. And one should not unnecessarily identify himself with the body and thus become attracted by bodily relationships. Purport The conditioned souls are eager to identify with the body and consider that the body 
is myself and that anything in relationship with the body or possessions of the body is mine. In Sanskrit, this is called aham mamata, mamata, aham mamata. And it, is, and it is the root cause of all conditional life. A person should see things as the combination of matter and spirit. He should distinguish between the nature of matter and the nature of spirit and, and his real identification should be with spirit, not with matter. By this knowledge, one should avoid the false bodily concept of life. Text 10 one, one should be situated in the transcendental position beyond the stages of material consciousness and should be aloof from all other conceptions of life. Thus, realizing freedom from false ego, one should see his own self just as he sees the sun in the sky. Purport Consciousness acts in three stages under the material conception of life. When we are awake, consciousness acts in a particular way. When we are asleep, it acts in a different way. And when we are in deep sleep, consciousness acts in still another way. To become Krishna conscious, one has to become transcendental to these three stages of consciousness. Our present consciousness should be freed from all perceptions of life other than consciousness of Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is called Duri Bhutanya Darshana, which means that when one attains perfect Krishna consciousness, he does not see anything but Krishna. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita it is said that the perfect devotee may see many movable and immovable objects but in everything he sees that the energy of Krishna is acting. As soon as he remembers the energy of Krishna, he immediately remembers Krishna in his personal form. Therefore, all, in all his observations, he sees Krishna only. In the Brahma Sanghita 538, it is stated that when one's eyes are smeared with the love of Krishna, Premanjana Churita. He always sees Krishna outside and inside. This is confirmed here. One should be freed from all other vision and in that way he is freed from the false egoistic identification and sees himself as the eternal servitor of the Lord. Chakshushivarkam as we can see the sun without a doubt, one who is fully developed in Krishna consciousness sees Krishna and his energy. By this vision, one becomes atmadrik or self-realized. When the false ego of identifying the body with the self is removed, actual vision of life is perceivable. The senses, therefore, become purified one does not have to stop the activities of the senses, but the false ego of identifying with the body has to be removed. Then the senses automatically become purified, and with purified senses 
one can actually discharge devotional service. Text 11 A liberated soul realizes the absolute personality of Godhead who is transcendental and who, who is manifest as a reflection even in the false ego. He is the support of the material cause and he enters into everything. He is absolute, one without a second, and he is the eyes of the illusory energy. Purport A pure devotee can see the presence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in everything materially manifested. He is present there only as a reflection, but a pure devotee can realize that in the darkness of material illusion, the only light is the Supreme Lord, who is its support. It is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita that the background of the material manifestation is Lord Krishna. And, as confirmed in the Brahma Sangita, Krishna is the cause of all causes. In the Brahma Sangita, it is stated that the Supreme Lord, by his partial or plenary expansion, is present not only within this universe, in each and every universe, but in, but in every atom, although he is one without a second. The word Advayam, without a second, which is used in this verse, indicates that although the Supreme Personality of Godhead is represented is represented in everything, including the atoms, he is not divided. His presence in everything is explained in the next verse. Text 12 The presence of the Supreme Lord can be realized just as the sun is realized first as a reflection on water and again as a second reflection on the wall of a room, although the sun itself is situated in the sky. Purport The example given herewith is perfect. The sun is situated in the sky, far, far away from the surface of the earth, but its reflection can be seen in a pot of water in the corner of a room. The room is dark and the sun is far away, from, far away in the sky, but the sun's reflection on the water illuminates the darkness of the room. A pure devotee can realize the presence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in everything by the reflection of His energy. In the Vishnu Purana, it is stated that the presence of fire is understood by heat and light. So the Supreme Personality of Godhead, although one without a second, is perceived everywhere by the diffusion of His different energies. It is confirmed in the Ishwapanishad that the presence of the Lord is perceived everywhere by the liberated soul, just as the sunshine and the reflection can be perceived everywhere, although the sun is situated far away from the surface of the globe. Text 13 The self-realized soul is thus reflected first in the threefold ego and then in the body, 
senses and mind. Purport. The conditioned soul thinks, I am this body. But a liberated soul thinks, I am not this body. I am spirit soul. This I am is called ego, or identification of the self. I am this body, or everything in relationship to the body is mine, is called false ego. But when one is self, but when one is self-realized and thinks that he is an eternal servitor of the Supreme Lord, that identification is real ego. One conception is in the darkness of the threefold qualities of material nature, goodness, passion, and ignorance. And the other is in the pure state of goodness called Shuddha Sattva or Vasudeva. When we say that we give up our ego, this means that we give up our false ego. But real ego is always present. When one is reflected through the material contamination of the body and mind in false identification, he is in the conditional state. But when he is reflected in the pure stage, he is called liberated. The identification of oneself with one's material possessions is in the conditional state, in the conditional stage, must be purified. And one must identify himself in relationship with the Supreme Lord. In the conditioned state, one accepts everything as an object of sense gratification. And in the liberated state, one accepts everything for the service of the Supreme Lord. Krishna consciousness, devotional service, is the actual liberated stage of a living entity. Otherwise, both accepting and rejecting on the material platform or in voidness or impersonalism are imperfect conditions for the, spirit, for the pure soul. By the understanding of the pure soul, called Satyadrik, one can see everything as a reflection of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. A concrete example can be given in this connection. A conditioned soul sees a very beautiful rose and he thinks that the nice and he thinks that the nice aromatic flower should be used for his own sense gratification. This is one kind of vision. A liberated soul, however, sees the same flower as a reflection of the Supreme Lord. He thinks this beautiful flower is made possible by the superior energy of the Supreme Lord. Therefore, it belongs to the Supreme Lord and should be utilized in His service. There are two kinds of vision. The conditioned soul sees the flower for his own enjoyment and the devotee sees the flower as an object to be used in the service of the Lord. In the same way, one can see the reflection of the Supreme Lord in one's own senses, mind, and body, in everything. With that correct vision, one can engage everything in the service of the Lord. It is stated in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu 
that one who has engaged everything, his vital energy, his wealth, his intelligence, and his words, in the service of your Lord, or who desires to engage all these in the service of your Lord, no matter how he is situated, is to be considered a liberated soul, or satyadrik. Such a man has understood things as they are. Śrīla Prabhupāda ki jāi. Text 14. Although a devotee appears to be merged in the five material elements, the objects of material enjoyment, the material senses, and material mind and intelligence, he is understood to be awake and to be freed from the false ego. Purport. The explanation by Rupa Goswami in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu of how a person can be liberated even in this body is more elaborately explained in this verse. The living entity who has become Satyadrik, who realizes his position in relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, may remain apparently merged in the five elements of matter, the five material sense objects, the ten senses, and the mind and intelligence, but still he is considered to be awake and to be freed from the reaction of false ego. Here the word lina is very significant. The Mayavadi philosophers recommend merging in the impersonal effulgence of Brahman. That is their ultimate goal or destination. That merging is also mentioned here. But in spite of merging, one can keep his individuality. The example given by Jiva Goswami is that a green bird that enters a green tree appears to merge into the color of the greenness. But actually, the bird does not lose its individuality. Similarly, a living entity merged either in the material nature or in the spiritual nature does not give up his individuality. Real individuality is to understand oneself to be the eternal servitor of the Supreme Lord. This information is received from the mouth of Lord Chaitanya. He said clearly upon the inquiry of Sanatana Goswami that a living entity is the servitor of Krishna eternally. Krishna also confirms in Bhagavad Gita that the living entity is eternally his part and parcel. The part and parcel is meant to serve the whole. This is individuality. It is so, it is so even in this material existence when the living entity apparently merges in matter. His gross body is made up of five elements. His subtle body is made of mind, intelligence, false ego, and contaminated consciousness. And he has five active senses and five knowledge-acquiring senses. In this way, he merges in matter. But even while merged, <clears throat> In the 24 elements of matter, 
he can keep his individuality as the eternal servitor of the Lord, either in the spiritual nature or in the material nature. Such a servitor is to be considered a liberated soul. That is the explanation of the authorities and is confirmed in this verse. <clears throat> Text 15. The living entity can vividly feel his existence as the seer. But because of the disappearance of the ego during the state of deep sleep, he falsely th takes himself to be lost, like a man who has lost his fortune and feels distressed, thinking himself to be lost. PURPORT Only in ignorance does the living entity think that he is lost? If by attainment of knowledge he comes to the real position of, the, of his eternal existence, he knows that he is not lost. An appropriate example is mentioned herein, Nashtavita Ivatura. A person who has lost a great sum of money may think that it is lost, but actually he is not lost, I'll read that again. A person who has lost a great sum of money may think that he is lost, but actually he is not lost, only his money is lost. But due to his absorption in the money or identification with the money, he thinks that he is lost. Similarly, when we falsely identify with matter as our field of activities, we think that we are lost, although actually we are not. As soon as a person is awakened to the pure knowledge of understanding that he is an eternal servitor of the Lord, his own real position is revived. A living entity can never be lost. When one forgets his identity in deep sleep, he becomes absorbed in dreams, and he may think himself... Mm, a different person, or may think himself lost, but actually his identity is intact. This concept of being lost is due to false ego, and it continues as long as one is not awakened to the sense of his existence as an eternal servitor of the Lord. The Mayavadi philosopher's con concept of becoming one with the Supreme Lord is another symptom of being lost in false ego. One may falsely claim that he is the Supreme Lord, but actually he is not. This is the last snare of Maya's influence upon the living entity. To think oneself equal with the Supreme Lord or to think oneself to be the Supreme Lord himself is also due to false ego. Text 16.
When by, when, by mature understanding, one can realize his individuality, then the situation he accepts under false ego becomes manifest to him. Purport The Mayavadi philosopher's position is that at the ultimate issue, the individual is lost. Everything becomes one and there is no distinction between the knower, the knowable, and knowledge. But by minute, anal but by minute analysis, we can see that this is not correct. Individuality is never lost, even when one thinks that the three different principles, namely the knower, the knowable, and knowledge, are amalgamated or merged into one. The very concept that the three merge into one is another form of knowledge and since the perceiver of the knowledge still exists, how can one say that the knower, knowledge and knowable have become one? The individual soul who is perceiving this knowledge still remains an individual. Both in material existence and in spiritual existence, the individuality continues. The only difference is in the quality of the identity. In the material identity, the false ego acts, and because of false identification, one takes things to be different from what they actually are. That is the basic principle of conditional life. Similarly, when the false ego is purified, one takes everything in the right perspective. That is the state of liberation. It is stated in the Ishopanishad that everything belongs to the Lord. Ishavashyamidang sarvam. Everything exists on the energy of the Supreme Lord. This is also confirmed in Bhagavad Gita because everything is produced of his energy and exists on his energy the energy is not different from him but still the Lord declares I am not there when one clearly understands one's constitutional position everything becomes manifest false egoistic acceptance of things con con conditions one let me read that again False, egoistic acceptance of things conditions one, whereas acceptance of things as they are makes one liberated. The example given in the previous verse is applicable here. Due to absorption of one's identity in his money, when the money is lost, he thinks that he is also lost, but actually he is not identical with the money, nor does the money belong to him. When the actual situation is revealed, we understand that the money does not belong to any individual person or living entity, nor is it nor it nor is it is produced, nor is it produced by man. Ultimately, the money is the property of the Supreme Lord, and there is no question of its being lost. 
but as long as one falsely thinks, I am the enjoyer, or I am the Lord, this concept of life continues, and one remains conditioned. As soon as this false ego is eliminated, one is liberated. As confirmed in the Bhagavatam, situated in one's real constitutional position is called mukti, or liberation. And that brings us almost to 8 o'clock. Just a couple of minutes short of 8 o'clock. Okay, we'll stop here. Believe it or not, it's almost 8 o'clock. We'll start tomorrow at text 17. And in the meantime, <clears throat> tonight we'll wait for the reflections from the assembled sages. Hare Krishna. First is from Rati Manjari. Hare Krishna Rati. She says, Jai Guru Maharaj. Jai Haribo. The wisdom chamber opens once again by the mercy of the Vaishnavas. Hare Krishna. And from Bhakta Christopher. Yes, Bhakta Christopher. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. It is incredible how the association of pure devotees is like having a fog lifted from the mind and soul. Mm. Suddenly the true purpose of life is revealed. Mm. This section reminds me of a meditation I like that goes, I am not this body. I am also not this mind. Also, how can... Also... How can one identify the false ego and separate it from our true constitution as servants of the servant of the Lord? By knowledge. By knowledge. We get knowledge through hearing. All knowledge. Is, is received by hearing from someone who knows. So you get free from this false ego and you can see it for yourself by constantly hearing the truth and learning to apply it to yourself. It sounds simple. It's not so easy, but it is not, it's also not complicated. It's very simple. The more we think we are the body, the more complicated it becomes. The more we fix our minds on the fact that we are servants of Krishna and therefore see all the things that we have and arrange them in a way to please the Lord by making the Lord's more beautiful. the more we realize that we are servants of the Lord. We are servants. What is the difficulty to, to see that? Everyone is serving. Who's not serving? Can you bring anyone 
Any living being, practically, forward, who is not rendering some kind of service, even the birds that can become obnoxious, they're, they're eating the insects that would be normally more disturbing to the human being. They're rendering service. Similarly, every living being is rendering service to, not, to another living being. So, that's the reality. This is not some artificial imposition on the mind. It's reality. It's what's actually happening in front of your eyes. But just like a person who has no, no knowledge of electronics may not be able to understand when there's something wrong with an with a electronic device and when something goes wrong with it, he has to take it to an expert who, ha who is an expert, who has gone deep into the, me the me mechanics of the electronic you know, device and can easily fix it. So similarly, we have to become familiar, so familiar with this knowledge that we see it, the knowledge everywhere we look. We're learning now about the, the, the purpose of the creation of the universe. And now we're learning how a person becomes free from the influence of that material energy and is able to see oneself as a servant of Krishna. How do you do that? By serving. And if you fall from that position, what is the, what is the rectification? To serve. I'm, I'm editing a book that Vaishya Prabhu is writing. He's named it The Four Questions, but he's thinking about brainstorming another title. So we'll, we'll try to do that later. But the book is very interesting because it teaches us to, to ask ourselves different questions. When we get into some kind of difficulty or there's some obstacle or some reversal in life, if we ask ourselves the question, what is the lesson? What lesson can I learn from this? Then just asking that question promotes inside ourselves uh, a process of enlightenment. It's the soul's inquiry to the super-soul that gives real knowledge. We have to learn how to, to ask the questions and learn how to receive the answers. And how do you learn that? In the Bhagavad Gita as it is. You learn the questions to ask and you learn how to receive the answers in the way that Arjuna received the answers. Sarvam etadmitam yamanye. I accept whatever you say is true. So the answer of how to get free from false ego is to, is to submit to the knowledge. Not blindly, but through reason and logic and philosophy and, and Hare Krishna.
I really wish I could hear this knowledge much clearer. Thanks for giving us the opportunity to hear this knowledge from you every evening. I pray one day I can hear it properly. Practice makes perfect. And I think you're doing really well at it. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Thank you very much for your nice realizations tonight. And uh, tomorrow I have a meeting, very important meeting, the ERP meeting, and some other. Um, we'll have visitors tomorrow. Uh, more, Dial Nitai and Radhananda are over in, are staying near um, Folkestone, near the Fatma Lounge, and they'll be coming over tomorrow for uh, association and for. Um, dinner and for the reading so we look forward to seeing you if, you if you happen to be watching now I think they probably are we look forward to seeing you Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Sama Beda Bhakta Brinda Ki Jai Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo See you tomorrow night same time, same place, same topic as Kapila Dev elaborates on what is the process of devotional service? How does a, pro, a, a devotee think, feel, and will in service to the Lord? See you tomorrow night. Hare Krishna.